Welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is your host, Andy Storch, and this is our first episode of 2024. Happy New Year. Excited for this new year and all of the opportunities that it creates, all the things that we can do and achieve, and there'll be some challenges along the way, but uh, hopefully we can turn a lot of those into opportunities. I always get excited uh, in December as I do planning and January as we launch into a new year, and I wanted to share some of the process that I've been going through to review my previous year and set my goals for 2024, as well as some of the habits that I want to have or use to become a better person, the person I want to be and achieve more of my goals. And um, my hope is that this will help you uh, think through some of your goals. Now, I often go through much of this process in December, and I released a, I sent out an, an email to our email list in December, laying out my process and my own personal reflections on the year, as well as the goals that I was setting for 2024. So I will share that with you, as well as this process and things for you to think about as you set your goals for 2024. And maybe this is something that you've already done. Uh, Maybe that's something that you haven't done yet and you plan on. Maybe it's something that you've never done, weren't planning on, but this might inspire you to start thinking about the goals that you want to set, or at least reflecting on your previous year. I think it's really useful to go through this process. And there are lots and lots of different processes out there. Um, I have bounced around and tried many of them. Lately, I've kind of landed on using a hybrid of a few different things. Um, Most of it is influenced by a book and a program called Your Best Year Ever by Michael Hyatt. And I just reread that book again for probably the third time in December and went through his process. I went through his program years ago, I think 2017, the first time, uh, to really help me reflect and set goals for the coming year. And um, I find it really helpful. And I've been through some other programs and, and processes. And I keep kind of taking the things that I think work really well. I see what other people are doing. And I try to ask those questions of myself as well to figure out, okay, how can I get even better and achieve more in 2024? And I want to share to inspire you to do the same. So as you think through this, and and maybe you don't want to go through the whole process, maybe you just want to hear some of my own reflections. And I'm releasing this on both of my podcasts because I think this can be really helpful for anybody, no matter what you're doing, if you're working talent development or uh, you're just looking to own your career. I plan on running a webinar on this to help walk people through it in the next couple weeks. So keep an eye out on my LinkedIn and uh, you can go to... Uh, my website to andystorch.com and uh, we'll put a we'll put something on there if we're going to be hosting that. Uh, we're also going to be doing a session in the talent development think tank community next week as well for people uh, to help them think through this process. So uh, let's get into it. The first thing you want to do when you're going through something like this is to reflect on the previous year before you jump into the next year's goals, what you want to accomplish. I like to start by looking back at the previous year, in this case, 2023, and think about a few different things. A, what were the goals that I set for that year? And if you're like me, you wrote those down. So I have a document every year where I write down my goals for the year. So I can go back and look at those and see what were the goals that I set? Uh, What did I hit? What did I accomplish? Um, What did I miss on? What did I not even like do at all that I forget about? Uh, what were the mistakes or challenges? What were the wins and accomplishments that I'm proud of? What were the mistakes and challenges? Um, And what were the lessons that were learned? And 
you know, sometimes it's interesting. We can set these big goals for the year. And then there are things that are not even on our radar or they're slightly on our radar. And then they become a bigger thing because obviously you don't just set something on January and the year is, is well-defined. You know, things can change over time. So I do this every December. And um, like I said, I keep a document, uh, usually a Google document. This year, uh, in the last couple of months, I've been transitioning everything over to Notion, N-O-T-I-O-N, which is sort of a productivity collaboration document software that I'm just learning how to use. Um, shout out if you're an expert there. I'm just learning, learning, learning uh, all the time and trying to get my team to manage everything in there. And so far, I'm really liking it a lot and, and wishing I had done it sooner. Um, so here's my review. I look back at 2023. I looked at the goals I set. I looked at the things that I accomplished. I looked at the things I wanted to accomplish and the things I did accomplish. And I'm proud of the things I didn't accomplish. And interestingly, one of the biggest accomplishments of 2023 was moving my family from Orlando, Florida to Barcelona, Spain. And this was a huge win. And the funny thing is that it wasn't really a specific goal that I had put on my sheet back in December of 2022. Um, actually, what I wrote down as one of my goals for the coming year was to either, quote, buy a house or move abroad. And so I guess we decided to go the latter. And what actually happened was in January last year, my wife and I were still trying to decide... <laughs> We were really kind of in between staying in Orlando where we lived and buying a new house, moving to North Carolina or moving to Europe. I know it's kind of funny that those were all options on the table. And we decided maybe the most prudent choice was to stay in Orlando where our family was. And we put an offer on a house and uh, we found out either that night or the next day or whenever it was that we didn't get the house. We lost out to, to somebody else, put an all cash offer around the same amount. And I was really frustrated. And in my frustration, I said, that's it. Let's just, why don't we just move to Europe? And my wife said, okay. And <laughs> that's what we ultimately did. Um, we started doing the research. In April, we went on a scouting trip to Portugal and Barcelona. And in May, we decided to move. Uh, we applied the v for the v visa in June. And we got approved in July. And uh, we moved in August. And so it happened fairly quickly. But this, the, the truth is, this is something I've been dreaming about for more than almost 15 years. And this was the year, 2023, where I decided to stop dreaming and actually do it, make that dream a reality and follow, you know, that dream, get intentional with my life and the way I want to live it, just like I advise other people to do and I try to do all the time. And so, like I said, it's a dream I've had for many years. So I'm proud that I followed it and made it happen. And it's only possible because of what my team and I have built with my business for, you know, what has changed with the world and the economy over the last few years. And I'm proud that we've been able to keep that, the business going while living in, you know, while I'm living in Barcelona and deliver several virtual keynotes for companies and employees all over the world. When I started writing my book in January 2020, I had a dream of becoming a keynote speaker and getting paid to share my messages. But I'd only given a couple keynotes up to that point. So it's pretty cool to look back and see what I've accomplished because now when I look at things, uh, I gave several keynotes. I started trying to count and then I, I just didn't have it organized that well to see exactly how many keynotes I gave in 2023, but it was a lot. It was um, probably close to 20. I'm not really sure exactly, um, but and, and all for like a good amount of money. And so I'm very proud that I've basically built the business that I wanted to have when I started on this path with writing the book in January 2020. I set a vision uh, 
and an intention. And I worked hard and I overcame several challenges along the way, including a pandemic shutting down the whole world and all speaking and training kind of going away for a while. Um, and then going through health challenges with testicular cancer and treatment for that in the end of 2020 and early 2021. But I kept building and kept working on it. And, um, you know, I finally reached that. And so I'm very proud of it. And I know there's still a lot more to achieve. There's a lot more to do. And so a lesson right here for everyone is that if you haven't quite achieved the role or money or life that you want, it's important to stop every now and then and recognize how much you have grown and what you've accomplished so far. Um, otherwise, we risk stressing ourselves out by going from goal to goal without ever feeling like we've ever accomplished anything because I can easily look at where we are now and say, oh, there's so much more I want to achieve. There's so much more I want to do. And I haven't achieved X, Y, Z, the goals that I'm setting forth. But it's important also to stop and look and see what we have achieved so far and be proud of what we've achieved and what we've done, including building the business, moving to Spain, things like that. You have things in your business and life that you've probably done and that you can be really proud of. And uh, so I'm just encouraging you to stop and reflect on your previous year and where you've gotten to in your career so far. Um, think about the goals that you set for yourself five or 10 years ago. And have you gotten anywhere close to that? Have you achieved some of those things? And have you stopped to give yourself credit for it? Um, for example, you know, I, I still set big goals uh, that I want to accomplish, but I also want to make sure, like I said, I recognize and celebrate my achievements so far. Um, another big win for 2023 for me was hosting the second Talent Development Think Tank Conference in February. Or was it January? I can't even hardly remember anymore. I think it was January. Um, we did not sell as many tickets as I hoped, uh, but we pulled it off. It was profitable, and people that were there absolutely loved it. And I'm especially proud of Stephanie, my operations manager, COO, an integrator for figuring out all the logistics and building her first conference with me. Um, she did an amazing job and I can't wait to see her do it again. We're, we're setting a goal to do this again in 2024. Um, but I went to her and said, Hey, I hosted a, you know, this conference before with my friend Bennett Phillips. He kind of managed all the logistics. He's out, you know, he's doing something else else now. Um, I'm not a detail person. I need you to manage the operation side of this. Do you think you could do it? And she was like, well, I've never managed a conference before, but I'll give it a shot. And she absolutely knocks it out of the park, did an incredible job, and I'm really proud of her. And um, I'm proud to say that she and I have been working together now for over three years, coming up on four. And uh, we've just done some great things together and, and more great things to come. Uh, a few smaller accomplishments I thought about from my 2023. Uh, we launched an entrepreneur mastermind within the talent development think tank community, and it's been fun you know, interacting with entrepreneurs and talking to them about what they're trying to build with their business and answering questions and trying to help their um, I maintain some healthy habits, including meditating every single day in 2023. Um, I think my streak is, I don't know, 700 something days. I can't remember on the uh, Calm app, which I use every day. Um, I also stuck with eating a plant-based diet all year. Um, a little tiny bit of meat here and there, less than once a month. And while exercising pretty regularly, uh, I took my family on some great vacations, including we went up to New York and Boston and Maine in March. We went to the Seattle area in July. Uh, we moved to Spain in uh, August. We went to Belgium in September and Munich and Switzerland in December, uh, as well as some other, uh, other trips along the way. Uh, I've written most of my next book in the last few months of 2023, and I plan on probably publishing that in 2024, one of my goals. 
And after moving to Barcelona, this is a, you know, I'd say a smaller accomplishment, but after moving to Barcelona, I bought a new bike. It's the first time I've ever really bought a new bike. I bought a used bike over 10 years ago. I've been riding it for 10 years. I left it in the US. And when I got here, I really wanted a new bike. So I bought a new gravel bike and I have been riding it a bunch, two, three, four, five times a week and absolutely loving it. So I'm really proud of myself that I went and did that. And uh, I'm really glad that I did because I've been having a lot of fun. Uh, so those are things I'm proud of. And again, I want you to, as you're reflecting on the past year, you know, you're listening to this, we're already in 2024, we've moved into this, but it's not too late to reflect on the past year. What are you really proud of, uh, that you did or your family did or your team accomplished? Um, what went really well? What are you just grateful for that you're, you know, you feel lucky about because there's always luck involved in some of these things. And then of course, I think it's important to recognize what are some of the misses, some of the mistakes, and, and some of the lessons learned? So I'm proud of all that I accomplished in 2023, but there were still plenty of misses and mistakes, plenty of things that didn't go the way I wanted and goals that I did not hit. First, I did not hit my revenue goal. That is primarily because I did not sell any new rollouts of my career program, which is kind of disappointing, uh, more because I know the potential of how it can help people. But that's related to the second one, which is that I procrastinated on revamping my program. I knew I had received some feedback and I knew it needed some updates and I couldn't quite figure out uh, exactly the best way to move forward with it and so or the right partner to work with. And so I talked to a lot of people, but I kind of procrastinated on that until I finally had an epiphany while I was on a hike here in Barcelona actually one day and started mapping out the format of the new version. And I've run that by uh, a partner and client and found a new partner to work with on it. And so we've started working on that. And uh, I didn't make as much progress in the last month of the year as I wanted to, but I do plan on finishing that in January this month and rolling that out uh, by February or March of this year, 2024, and getting that into some companies. And so if you work in a company where career development is a priority, you want to get more people to be thinking through and really walking through the process of owning their careers, reach out to me. I have a new program launching uh, this spring that is uh, entirely focused on helping people think through what they want to do, where they want to go in their careers, how to prepare for the future, how to get the right mindset, ownership mindset, um, you know, similar to what I talk about in my book and keynotes and this podcast, um, but really putting all together in one workshop that could be either done over four virtual sessions or possibly in person, like a half day, three quarters of a day to get people thinking through it. There'll be a workbook. We're going to recreate a new workbook, a physical journal, all these things that will go with it that would really help people think through their career. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, I, like I said, I, I feel like I procrastinated. I think sometimes we have to wait though for the right idea and connection to come our way and then jump on it. So I'm excited to see where this goes in 2024. Um, that said, you know, I still feel like it was a bit of a miss that I didn't do more with it in 2023. Um, but you know, I did a lot of keynotes and still impacted a lot of people, which I'm proud of. Um, another miss or a slight disappointment was with events. As mentioned, the Talent Development Think Tank Conference, we brought it back. It went well, but selling tickets was tough. And it took a ton of work, uh, almost lost money on it. Uh, most of this was done in 2022. I was disappointed we did not sell more tickets. Um, but at the same time, I feel like we had the right people there and things went as they needed to go. Um, I also thought it could be a great idea to host a smaller retreat. Um, which I started a plan for early this year, but we never seemed to have enough demand to put it together. 
And so I ended up putting that on hold. And we are planning on hosting the next conference in November of this year, 2024. So if you work in talent development, uh, get ready. Uh, we're going to have, the, I think we have that info up on our website already at tdtt.us. They just click on the conference link and you can buy your tickets already for our conference. That's going to be November of 2024. Um, finally, I'd say that I was inconsistent and disorganized when it came to producing my podcast and sending out newsletters. Um, I feel like I was as well as content on social media. Um, we did get a lot of content out there, but I feel like it could be more consistent. We're organized. I'm still trying to get better at that. Um, we produce the Talent Development Think Tank podcast weekly, almost every single Tuesday it came out this year in, or last year in 2023. But the Own Your Career podcast, if you're listening on there, you're wondering what's going on with this podcast. It just kind of comes out here and there. It's just like when I have an idea, we'll put this out there. But I have procrastinated a lot. Um, I haven't been very consistent with content on that. So I do want to get better with that in the coming year. Um, the funny thing is that I put that in my email newsletter and a friend of mine wrote back to me and said, I think it's funny that you think you're disorganized, inconsistent, you're not putting out enough content because I see you as like my role model for someone who keeps, you know, produces all this content and is always building the brand and it seems to be everywhere. And I thought that was really nice of her to send that to me because it's a good reminder that like, hey, I've matured and, and built a lot of great stuff and built a strong brand and put a lot of content out there. Um, but we only compare ourselves to the people that we think are ahead of us. So I just see the people that are more consistent than me in putting out a lot of content and think, oh, if I can only be like them, um, I don't see, you know, the, the you know, whatever 80% of people that are not putting out nearly as much content. And so it's not even a volume game, like I need to put out more content. But for me, I just thought I could be more consistent uh, with putting out the right quality content. And so for you, whether you're building a personal brand or doing social media or something else, you'd be thinking about, okay, what are the things that I wanted to do consistently in 2023? And did I do those things consistently, whether it was uh, healthy habits or working on some type of project or creating content or you know, having regular meetings with your team or your boss or you know, whatever it is, what are those important things that you think will be helpful for you in your career if you do it on a regular basis? And then how well did you do in showing up for that? Um, and, and I wrote in the newsletter, I guess the final lesson is that if you have a big goal you want to achieve and you know what you need to do, consistency is key. So are you showing up with consistency in your career and your business? And when I get to uh, the goals for 2024, I'll share a little bit of the process. I'll share my goals as well as the habits that I want to have that are going to support me in my goals. So I think it's really important to think about establishing those habits. Um, here are a few lessons that I wrote down from 2023 that I was contemplating and learned uh, from last year that could be helpful for you. First, when we see people doing or accomplishing things we'd like to do as well, we need to ask how they did it and if you'd be willing to put in the work, if I'd be willing to put in the work to make sacrifices to make it happen as well. Um, this is how it got started for me moving my family to Barcelona. I saw some friends moving to Portugal and Spain and was so envious, but I still thought it was something I couldn't do until I shifted my mindset and thought, well, if they can do it, then we can do it too. That's at least, you know, let's at least try. Uh, and it worked. But it starts with, I think we always see people accomplishing things and we end up comparing ourselves and sometimes we're envious or we're jealous. But I think there's a difference between, oh, you know, that person got a big promotion and they're making twice as much money as me and I'm envious, but if I really pressed you, you don't really want to do that job or like the, the, the trade-offs that come with it, right? Um, versus, 
this person moved into this type of house or to this state or this country or is doing a type of job they really love and I want to do that too, I would, I would sacrifice things to make that happen. And so, like I said, I think there's two types of jealousy or envy, envy and I think it can really inform what we should be pursuing in our life, right? There's, there's always things we're going to be jealous of or envious of and other people. If someone just has more money or a bigger house, it's easy to be like, oh, that'd be, I, that's so nice. I wish I had that too. It'd be cool. But the next question is, would I be willing to sacrifice to make this happen? Do I really, really want this? You know, would I put a plan together right now and go after it? And if that's true, then maybe that's something that you need to pursue. Maybe it's not possible. You know, maybe you're in a career that's that's never going to pay enough money to get the giant house that your friends have. And that's totally okay, like totally fine. Um, but if it's something within your control, like for me, um, I when I visit people, friends who have a big house in a suburban city in the U.S., I do get envious. I'm like, oh, this is so nice, this huge house and this yard and everything. I wish I had something like this. But when I saw people moving to Bar to Spain or Portugal, I found myself like deeply envious where I was like, I wish I could do that. And that informed my desire to, and, and decision to make that move and, and follow that path. I could think I could be happy anywhere, but that was what I really want to do. Another example that I've been thinking about lately is between running and cycling. So I've really gotten into cycling and what I've noted, and I've never, ever liked running. I've been into fitness my whole life and I'm mostly lifting weights and playing sports. Um, I've never been interested in running as a sport, jogging, you know, marathons, that sort of thing. And I think about this, when I see someone running down the street, I just think like, that doesn't look fun. <laughs> like I'm not jealous of them. I'm not envious of them. Um, only envious of them that like they they might enjoy it. And sometimes I think going for a run, um, especially when I'm traveling is a great way to see a new city, but I never think like, Oh, I want to be that guy. Whereas whenever I see any cyclists go by on a nice road bike or, um, or a gravel bike and they're in like their gear, it's clear. They're like on a serious ride. They're not just like commuting somewhere. Um, my first thought is I want to be with them. I want to be riding with them right now. Like I wish I was out riding right now. And so I use that as a guiding light to say, okay, that's a hobby or a sport that I should get into because I always envy those people. I want to be with that group. So I bought a bike and I've been cycling and I really love it. I haven't gone for a single run since I've been in Barcelona because it's not something I really want to do. Um, so maybe this is like a side lesson, not only for pursuing your goals and dreams to think about what do you, what do you see other people doing that you really wish you were doing too. But also when it comes to health and fitness, uh, fitness, especially there's so many things you can be doing, right? There's lifting weights, there's yoga, there's running, there's cycling, there's, um, you know, Pilates, there's uh, all kinds, you know, boxing, uh, martial arts, uh, there's tons of stuff, right? And a most of them will help you achieve a goal of, you know, getting your heart rate up, improving your cardiovascular health, you know, improving some muscle strength. Um, they all kind of do different things. Um, you know, side note, I think if, if your main goal is losing weight, then, you know, there might be specific things that you might want to do besides a diet. I think lifting weights is actually the most effective, best thing a lot of people don't go to. Um, but why not, you know, if you're going to choose swimming is another one, right? I know a lot of people that are into, but if you're going to, if you're going to need to feel like you need to get in doing more fitness, why not choose the thing that you enjoy doing instead of forcing yourself to do something just because other people are doing it? Same in your, your career. So that's why I've gotten into to cycling. Um, so that's the first lesson, uh, a related lesson 
is that I think about a lot is that I think we're all often capable of doing or accomplishing way more than we think we can, but it often starts with setting an intention and then doing new things or getting outside of our comfort zones. So um, for a while, I saw people moving to other countries and I thought, that's cool. I wish I could do that, but you know, that's, something I, that's not something I can do. And then I thought, wait a minute, maybe I can do that. And started doing the research and now I'm four months into living in Barcelona. I was more capable than I thought. Um, same with building a business, my career, getting into speaking, publishing a book, all these sort of things. Like it all, it starts with limiting beliefs and then getting past those. And in fact, if you go through the book, Your Best Year Ever by Michael Hyatt, which I mentioned was one of the inspirations for my process, the first thing he starts with that I didn't even talk about here was identifying your limiting beliefs. Those limiting beliefs are those things that hold you back because you just think, oh, I can't do that. I'm, I don't have enough resources. I'm not tall enough. I don't have enough experience. Um, I'm never good at it. I always failed in the past. Like whatever experience you've had, uh, and it's usually based on some type of experience where you, maybe you tried something and you failed and you think, well, I couldn't ever do that. Or maybe it's something your parents said to you when you were seven. These things leak into our psyche. I'm not gonna go deep into the psychology. Um, all of it's informed by that, but most of the time when we think I can't do that because, that's nice for them, I couldn't do that because, it's a limiting belief, right? Now, there are some things that are we can look at and say it's absolutely true, right? I could not become a professional basketball player now, or even when I was 20 years old, it was not a possibility for me. Um, I just didn't you know, have the right skills, drive, aptitude, that sort of thing. And now I'm too old, and I'm definitely not tall enough or good enough to play, right? So there are some things that I can't do, but there are other things that I could absolutely achieve if I put my mind to it, and I just got past any limiting beliefs thinking that I couldn't do it, right? Could I become the number one most sought after keynote speaker in the world? Yeah, I think I could, right? I mean, there's always going to be like those former pro athletes and presidents and stuff who are going to be the, the top of the game. Um, but, you know, you look at someone like Adam Grant or Simon Sinek or Brene Brown, who are, I think, of at the top. Um, they've achieved some amazing things. Uh, started with research and putting out great books and the stuff, the work that they've done. They've done amazing work. I don't think they're better than me or anything like that, I don't know if I could achieve quite their level of success, but I could certainly get up there if I put effort into it. And I don't want to take myself out of the game just by thinking, oh, I couldn't do that because people don't want to listen to me or something like that. So we all have these limiting beliefs. So we need to move past those to set our intentions. And even if they're scary to say like, oh, I think I can achieve that. Um, second reflection or lesson is I talk to a lot about, I talk a lot about operating with ownership, growth, and abundance mindsets. I'm more convinced than ever that these are the best ways to live. Uh, with a growth mindset, we can try things and not worry about embarrassment or feeling like a failure if they don't work. Uh, just, it's just an experiment or lessons learned. And so that goes hand in hand with getting past those limiting beliefs and be like, you know, I, I want to become a speaker or I want to... Um, try to move into this different engineering role, or I want to get into HR or finance, or I want to move to another country. Um, instead of saying like, oh my God, what if I try this and I fail, everyone's going to laugh at me, which we, we know really is not true. Um, say, I, you know what? I really want to pursue this. I'm going to try it. And if it doesn't go well, that's okay. At least I'll be glad that I tried and it'll be a good lesson learned. And I'll just be glad I'm out there, right? Um, just like I said, I got into cycling. I'm still learning. I went out with a big group of guys uh, that I met uh, out here in Barcelona a few weeks ago. We went on a really long, hard ride, and there were 14 uh, men in this group that I was in. And by the end, I was at the end 
of the group. I was bringing up the rear as we, I think we rode about three hours before we got into this place for lunch and I was by far the last one in. And you know what? I could be really embarrassed that I'm not as in shape as some of these other guys. Um, but instead I choose to just be proud of myself for being there, right. For just giving it a shot and like seeing what I can learn from them so that I can keep getting better and think like, you know, I'm, I'm an amateur. I just started this, so I'm going to get better and I'm just glad to be in the game. So that's a growth mindset with an abundance mindset. We can root for and support others without worrying about competition and therefore they will root for us too. Um, I have so many friends supporting me and I know it's because I'm always looking for ways to support them. And so uh, I just love living with this idea of an abundance mindset of like always root for other people. Um, I truly believe that there is an unlimited amount of love, money and success in the world. And so we don't really need to fight anybody for it. We don't need to root against anybody. We just need to try to achieve what we can achieve and root for other people uh, to succeed as well. And then finally, I relearned that the best investment in life is always in yourself, your business or career and your personal growth. I recommitted to investing in my growth and business via retreats, conferences, masterminds, software tools, etc. Um, and it continues to pay off. And related to that, one of the books I read this year was I reread the four hour work, four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. And I listened to some interviews that he had and with some other people and I've really been trying to focus my energy as much as possible on high value activities that only I can do and to delegate or automate as much as the other stuff as, as I can, as possible. So this means hiring more help. Um, I now have several VAs and contractors who do work for me and using more software to automate things. AI tools have been really helpful for this. Um, and so, you know, this is depending on your, who you are and your role and what you do, some of this may not be possible, but I think it's important to think about how you're spending your time, where you're spending your time. Is it on higher level activities? Are there ways that you could partner with other people? You could delegate more of your work. You could automate more of it. Um, are there ways you could make some of the things that you're not good at or you don't like doing or you don't need to do easier so that you can spend more time doing the things that you are good at and that provide the most value to others? Um, just a, a few tools that I've been digging into. We've been using an AI platform called Cast Magic to transcribe my podcast episodes and create show notes and content. I've been digging into a community platform called Heartbeat and plan on migrating my membership community over to this platform in the next couple of weeks. And finally, I've been using an email platform called Superhuman to manage email that I absolutely love. And I'm certain it has saved me hours of time over the last few months. And I highly recommend it. Um, I will see if I can drop a, uh, a referral link in the show notes so you can go grab that if you want to sign up for it. Uh, I absolutely love it. And then I've also been using Notion a lot lately, as I mentioned, for my productivity. All right, let's get to goals for 2024. This podcast is getting long. I didn't think it would be this long, but I hope it's helpful for you to listen to my reflections and the process I've been going through. And so you can start to think about the process you're going through. And by the way, you can do this on your computer. You can do it on a notebook and a piece of paper, uh, digital notebook, whatever works for you. So now after getting through that, we start looking forward to the future. And there are so many things that I want to accomplish, but we want to try to limit this. You know, Hyatt talks about in the book, the importance of setting smart goals. And this is something I talked about in my book and I talk about a lot in my keynotes and the, the program I go through is setting SMART goals, which stands for specific, measurable, actionable, relative, and time-bound. Um, we wanna set goals that we can measure and that we can track progress on and that we can get really specific with so people can check in with us. Um, I always like to say, 
you know, if I or someone, a friend was going to check in with you every Friday on your progress, would you be able to answer? And if, you know, you can't answer, then maybe your goal is not very specific or measurable. So you can look into that. Um, Hyatt suggests actually adding to that acronym and making girls smarter and adding that they need to be exciting and risky, exciting and risky. So getting specific with what you want to accomplish. And then, you know, goals are more fun when they're more exciting and risky. Um, there's kind of this uh, magical land between what you believe is uh, accomplished, you know, that you can accomplish, what you think is a little bit scary, but maybe you can do it. And then what seems absolutely impossible. So you don't want to set goals that are, you know, completely impossible, right? Or just going to like take all of your time and like, you know, kill you. But you also don't want to set goals that are like, oh, I'm pretty sure I know I can do that. And so they're easy and they're not that exciting. So you want to set goals that are pretty exciting and, and, you know, seem risky and like, I don't know if I can do that. It would really stretch me out of my comfort zone to try to do that. And so that's what he suggests. Uh, it, those are, that's what really pushes us and helps us to grow. I've learned a lot about the goal setting process over the years. Um, uh, Hal Elrod is a man I follow and I once read that he wrote, uh, and I think he was quoting a friend of his that, um, the purpose of a goal is not just to achieve the goal, but it's actually to become the type of person who achieves goals. So if you set a big goal and you don't achieve it, but you do all the work to get you there, then you still are growing and getting better and becoming the type of person who can achieve those goals in the future. And so you got to think about what are the big things that you want to accomplish? I think it's good to set goals in, you know, almost or habits in almost every, every area of your life. Um, so think about your career or business. If you have one, your finances, your relationships, uh, your kids, if you're a parent, uh, spirituality, uh, any other area of your life that you are, you know, Im that's important to you and you feel like there are things you want to achieve, you can get better in. And so I looked at big goals for me. And uh, so th some of these are continuing what I've done in the past, but one is to continue to grow and improve mentally, physically, uh, and relationships via meditation, nutrition, exercise, reading, learning, etc. Um, I have several specific goals into that. I have habits that I want to continue that are going to support that. But basically, I want to live a healthy lifestyle as defined by being active five or six days a week, eating a plant-based diet, healthy diet, um, getting six to eight hours of sleep every night, meditating every single day. Um, I want to address and fix the shoulder problems I'm experiencing through medical help and physical therapy. I'm experiencing some absolutely terrible, terrific shoulder pain and issues right now. I don't even want to go into it, but it's both of my shoulders and it has been really, really bad. I can't put a shirt on or take a shirt off without being in a lot of pain. Um, I plan on launching my new online course in the next month or two, as I mentioned, uh, and then getting that into more organizations in 2024, really a goal to sell more rollouts and licensing deals. And so I will be pushing that um, and looking to partner with organizations this year to get that in front of more people. Uh, I plan on um, I'm migrating. We are migrating the Own Your Career community. Uh, sorry, the Own Your Career community, the talent development think tank community over to a new software platform called Heartbeat and uh, going to be pushing to get more engagement there, provide more value to our members and grow that community by, um, you know, say 20% this year. Uh, I'll get more specific with that in my own like personal goals, but I have a plan to make that more engaged and grow it. Um, I plan on launching, um, or sorry, publishing my next book, which is tentatively titled Modern Leadership. It's probably sometime in Q3, but that'll be in 2024. 
I plan on hosting another conference, the Talent Development Think Tank Conference. We're bringing that back again in November of 2024. I plan on booking more keynotes and corporate clients, including multiple program rollouts and licensing deals and growing my revenue by 25%. And I mentioned the community already. And then sort of a stretch goal for me, if everything goes well with the business, especially in Q1, Q2, uh, is to take off July and August to travel and not work very much during those months. And I realize that's a luxury for me as an entrepreneur, something not most people can do if you're a W-2 employee, so don't feel bad if you can't set that goal. It's just a goal that I have set, and it really depends on me accomplishing a lot of you know financial goals in the first two quarters of the year. So we'll see if we can accomplish that. Um, I uh, heard a concept from my, I have a friend and mentor named Mike Kim, who has a really popular podcast called Brand New, and uh, he once explained this process where he thinks about, uh, and I think he got it from somebody else, that all the projects and things he's doing in a year as rocks. And he wants to start with what are the big rocks that he plans on putting down first? And then there'll be lots of other little pebbles and things around them. And so today, uh, before I recorded this, I sent an email to my uh, COO, Stephanie, to let her know, here are the big rocks that I want to build around in 2024. And we, of course, we've got all the little things that are, will go around that. So the big rocks that I plan on working on in this my business are, one, uh, the migration of the community over to the new software platform, as I mentioned, launching my new Own Your Career program, updating our website and getting better at SEO, publishing my next book, and hosting the next Think Tank conference. Those are the big ones. And there's little things around that, like continuing the podcast, continuing running our community, posting regularly on social media, um, taking care of my health and my relationships and my family, uh, continuing to build my network and find ways to collaborate and partner with different people, um, continuing to invest in personal development and business and learn doing business development every day. And along those lines, uh, I mentioned earlier, I think I'm a big, big fan of using habits to uh, support the big goals that you want to accomplish and help you become the person you want to become, um, achieve big goals, help other people. Uh, there's lots of great books out there uh, like Tiny Habits and Atomic Habits. I'm reading a book right now called The Power of Habit, which is probably over 10 years old. I'm not sure, um, but really good science behind habits. Atomic Habits is a really, really popular one. Um, no matter what you read or what your resource is, I think using habits is a great way to support the goals you want to accomplish. And so here are the habits I want to continue or start doing that will support me achieving many of my goals and being or becoming the person I want to be. Uh, daily, and I put these in order of like from daily down to less uh, frequent. So daily meditation, which I've been doing for uh, seven years now. Uh, daily gratitude, I write in my journal. Nearly daily exercise, I think it's okay to take a day off, a day or two off here or there, but you know, five or six days a week, I want to be pretty active. Uh, daily Spanish apps, I use Duolingo and Drops and probably need to do a lot more if I really want to learn Spanish. Uh, eating a plant-based diet, so I don't really eat meat, uh, fish every now and then, but you know, primarily vegetables, uh, and a lot of bread and cheese here in Spain. Uh, daily writing for my next book and beyond. Uh, daily business development or outreach to potential clients and you know building relationships with clients uh, four or five days a week daily or consistently regular posting on LinkedIn uh, weekly podcast recording bi-weekly date with my wife weekly adventures with my kids and a monthly email newsletter um, which I'll often record for the podcast as well um, 
Finally, I'm a big fan of setting and achieving goals, but I really do think consistent, consistent habits are the fuel that allows us to achieve the goals we want to achieve and create the lives we want to live. Um, for example, I want to write more books, but I can't get there without daily writing. So I also want to get better into better shape, and I can't get there without consistent workouts and um, a solid diet, right? And so think about the big things you want to achieve, and then how can you break those down? What are the habits that are going to get you there? If you want to run a marathon, then obviously a running habit. If you want to um, achieve something in your career, are there certain types of projects or types of work you can do on a regular basis that will help you get there? If you want to improve your financial acumen, maybe it's reading or practicing um, you know, financial reports on a daily basis. There's lots of things. You want to learn Spanish like me. I want to learn Spanish. Then like you've got to practice daily. So what are those things you want to accomplish and can you break those down into regular little habits that will help you get there? Um, so if you're not already thinking about breaking down big goals into habits, and um, finally, as Michael Hyatt says in the book, Your Best Year Ever, it's important to check in with your goals daily, weekly, and quarterly. So I plan on doing that. Um, I often check in with my goals on a daily basis through the affirmations that I set. Uh, I plan on doing a monthly and a quarterly check-in on goals throughout the year because there's going to be updates that need to be made along the way. Um, and it can be helpful, last thing, to find accountability partners as well. So once you write your goals down, see if you can share with a friend or a colleague and have them share their goals with you. Um, I plan on doing the same with some of my friends. I'm in two mastermind groups uh, with entrepreneurs who are building their businesses and we often share goals with each other so we can support each other. And um, that's it. I know this was long. Um, I hope you found it helpful. I definitely found it helpful to write all this stuff out and to think through this process and even just to talk it through and share it with you. And uh, so just to summarize, um, you know, going back to the beginning, when you're thinking about setting your goals, start with reflecting on the previous year. And even like I said, Michael Hyatt suggests start with identifying your limiting beliefs and figure out ways to turn those into empowering beliefs. I didn't really talk too much about that today. Um, do a reflection on the previous year and think about, okay, what are those things that, what are the goals that you set? What are the things that you wanted to achieve? Um, and what are the things that you, that went really well? What are the mistakes that you made? Uh, what are uh, the lessons that you learned? And um, what are the things that you want to build on? And then start to design your future. Set those smarter goals, specific, measurable, actionable, risky, time-keyed or time-bound, exciting and relevant. Um, so use the risky in there. Um, decide on the right mix of achievements and habits. What are those big things you want to achieve? What habits will help you get there? <clears throat> Set those goals that are outside of your comfort zone so get a little bit risky. Um, one thing I didn't talk about that Hyatt talks about in the book is finding your why, so connecting to a purpose, right? Um, you kind of sprinkle that in there, like why do you want to accomplish those big goals? I didn't really talk as much about that. Um, and then get to work, make it happen. So I think it's great to go through this whole process and set goals. They're never going to happen without taking action. In my book, I wrote a chapter about the importance of having a bias for action and that really separating the successful people from others. So once you write down some of these goals, take the first step. What's the next thing you can do right now to accomplish that or get the ball rolling on the habit, on the goal? Like start doing it today and plan for how you're going to do it the rest of the week and the rest of the month and find some accountability to push you and keep that going. So again, hope this was helpful for you. Uh, if you work in talent development, you're not a member of our community, the Talent Development Think Tank, 
come join us. We are, uh, like I said, launching a new platform for more engagement and uh, conversations in 2024. All the information is on our website, tdtt.us. Just click on community. If you want to come to our conference we're hosting in November, uh, that info is on there as well. And uh, if you haven't yet read my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, that is available on Amazon uh, and our website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. All right. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate you. I'm so excited for what we can accomplish together, separately, um, with others in 2024 and know that I am absolutely rooting for you and uh, I look forward to seeing what you do. Good luck.